welcome back. It's Bump Day, and we are doing a Bump Day episode every week from here on out until further notice. <laughs> we are bumping, we are glowing, and I'm here today with a first trimester update. We've got an update. I, I do want to do a little Q&A, but maybe I'll say that for a separate episode. I just have been holding all of this in for so long, concealing my pregnancy, hiding the symptoms that I've been having, uh, having to just, when you're pregnant and you're early in your pregnancy, it's all you think about. It's all you think about all day long and having to have a conversation with someone, you're just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about my, that I'm pregnant right now. I'm totally focused on this conversation. It is so hard. And I think the symptoms I've been experiencing, which I just like listed out because I'm like, I, I don't want to forget anything. And I probably did because pregnancy rain. I'm going to forget stuff all the time now. Um, yeah, it's been hard to conceal. And it feels so good to just tell the world the weight is off my shoulders and we are ready. We are ready for an update. Okay. Currently recording this, I'm like nine weeks pregnant. I say like nine weeks because I'm nine weeks in a couple days. I can't remember if it starts on Sunday or Monday, like my week turns over. <laughs> Fourth child problems. Oh my gosh, saying that out loud. But yeah, I just, also my due date. I've been saying March 10th, but I'm like, wait, was it March 11th? Can't, we're going to go with 10th. It's just a well-rounded number. <laughs> I've been pregnant for, it feels like a while because I found out so early. I was late on my period and since I ovulate later in my cycle, I knew earlier. I don't know. Does that, that sounds kind of confusing, but basically I've known since I was like th three weeks pregnant. No, um, it's weird based on when you calculate it, but I've known for over a month and it's just been hard to hide. I cannot imagine. I don't know how people wait till they're like in their second trimester. And I actually did that when I was pregnant with Ayla because I was so scared. <laughs> and it wasn't that I didn't want to be pregnant, but I just was not ready. I just felt not ready. So I waited until I was like 16 weeks to tell the world or I mean, and, and by that, I mean my boss and my coworkers. <laughs> I told my family at like, right when I found out at like nine weeks. So again, I found out later. I had eight weeks of knowing like on our own. I don't know how I did that. And yep, I've, I've always said, I'm not going to wait that long ever again, just because I can't. And let's get into the symptoms because you'll get it. If this the, trigger warning for any of my first trimester mamas listening in, just know I'm going to be talking about feeling nauseous. And if that alone will make you nauseous, like you can skip through that. I just know it's so hard. I've got my little acupuncture bands right here. So let's start with the nausea. Okay. It started almost immediately when I found out. And I think it was like my mind playing tricks on me but it would go in and out. It wasn't that bad, but I was like, ooh, feel kind of queasy. Feel kind of queasy. And at like five, six weeks, it hit me hard, hard. And it stayed around way too long. I was so nauseous. Oh my 
God. Um, just recently, it subsided. It got it backed off a little bit, and I'm like, "Is this, is this, is this for real? Are we really done? Nine weeks?" And I, I don't want to jinx it, but that would be really cool. I had a few days in a row where I went the whole day, and I was like, "I feel really good." I wasn't wearing my acupuncture bands, and I felt good all day. And then it's so weird. Every night now, I've been getting it. Just it's like, oh no, oh no. I'm like Justin. It's happening. Something's coming up. <laughs> like I literally feel like I'm about to vomit every night. Ooh. So, okay. So here are a few things I've been doing. I have to eat all of the time. Every 90 minutes. I, I started looking at the clock because I was like, this is insane. I just ate. Why am I already feeling nauseous again? And I've been trying to eat high protein, high fats to keep me full, to maintain my blood sugar levels, just keep them nice and stable so we're not spiking. That's what causes a lot of the nausea sometimes. So uh, I've been eating a lot. That is the key for me. And it might be for you too. Eat, eat, eat. Because when our bellies get empty and our blood sugar levels drop, that's when we're, we get that queasy feeling in our belly. So I've been eating, so I wanted to share a couple interesting things that I've added, or I mean, I ate normally and I kept them around and it surprisingly has been very helpful. Bone broth. Bone broth, Justin and I started drinking that earlier this year. And I remember he was told, cause he had to go on like the special diet, like, oh, you can have bone broth for a snack. And I was like, that is not a snack. But the ones that we are getting have 20 grams of protein and it it tastes like you're drinking a warm cup of chicken noodle soup, which when you don't feel good can, depending on your palate, if you're feeling nauseous, chicken noodle soup might be so comforting and it's warm. It's like soothing. It's got a little bit of flavor, but it's tolerable. And the bone broth that I use, I, I use the kettle and fire one. So there's different flavors that you can pick from. I, my friend Susie makes bone broth hot chocolate. So if you're getting a little sweet craving, you could make that. I know it sounds ridiculous and maybe now's not the time to try it, but it, it is really good. It's like the richest hot chocolate you will ever have. So bone broth has been great because it's high in protein, soothing, comforting, filling. And I've been doing that at night when my stomach starts to turn a little bit. And I'm like, I'm about to go to bed. I'm, I really don't want to eat a breakfast sandwich right now. I just want to like cozy up and just drink this bone broth and go to bed. So bone broth has been great. Quinoa salads have surprisingly been a hit for me over here. I have a couple different variations I've been making. I just cook up some quinoa, chop up some veggies, usually peppers, onions, cucumber, whatever we have on hand. And then you can throw in Italian dressing, um, olive oil and vinegar. You can make it. There's just so many ways you can go with it. I like to make a cilantro lime version of it. And then I also have been making a Greek version with some feta and olives, chickpeas, beans. Like you can throw so much into it. And I think I like it because it's served cold. It's refreshing. It's got those amino acids. The quinoa is so great for you. It's a complete protein. So it's filling for me and it's light, but it just gets the job done. I could go for quinoa salad right now. I'm all out. I got to make a, a fresh batch. Okay. Then fruit. I mean, that's just like very common for me, at least in my pregnancies. I can always get down with some watermelon any time of the day. 
I could go through watermelon in a day. Honestly, I'm not even joking. I'm proud of that too because it's a lot of fruit I can put down. We've been making fruit salads. My favorite combination is grapes, peaches, some berries, so like blueberries, raspberries. Yeah, just like a nice yummy fruit salad. So good, so refreshing. And that too, it could eat at any time of the day. And then breakfast sandwiches have been a go-to in the mornings, but also they make a great lunch, a great snack. I get these everything bagel thins from Odo's. They're vegan, they're gluten-free, but I mean, I'll take any type of bagel right now. (laughs) I'm not picky. And then I found this dairy-free chive cream cheese, put some avocado and some eggs. Oh my gosh, delish, delish. Um, there were a few days though I did, I had to like choke, choke it down. Uh, it's rough out here. I, it's so hard <laughs> being nauseous. So normally what I do every morning is I wake up, turn the kettle on, I'm boiling hot water for my nausea tea from Pink Stork. I can link that below. And I grab a banana cause I got to eat something immediately. And then while my tea is cooling, I'll eat that, sip on my tea. And then I'll start making my breakfast sandwich. Sometimes I do a little workout and that has been helpful. I just know the benefits of exercise during pregnancy for myself. I do feel more like myself. It does help my systems, my digestive system, which I know constipation is big during pregnancy. So I just want to keep things moving. I want to stretch. I'm doing so much lounging and laying around. I'm trying to balance that a little bit and my workouts are nothing crazy. You know, I'm doing my 10 to 20 minutes of exercise. Some days it's sculpting, some days it's core, some days I'm doing, maybe it's cardio and strength, but I'm using modifications because I don't really have the energy. I'm not really wanting a workout, (laughs) not really wanting to do this. I just am like, okay, we're just going to go through it. My goal is four days a week and I'm doing it. It's been, it's been okay. So moving on to the next symptom, fatigue, tired, exhausted, exhausted. Oh my gosh, that feeling. And I just want to say right now to anyone who's thinking like, oh, I wasn't exhausted until my third trimester. I just want to say like everyone experience, everyone, every pregnancy is different. Okay. And for me, my third trimester, I get tired, but this is hard. I am making a placenta. My body is creating not only a baby, but an organ. And I have a hard time doing that. It is a lot of work. We're growing babies. We're growing organs and uh, tired is tired. Okay. Also, um, I know there's a heated debate whether which is worse, pregnancy tired or newborn baby tired. Like when you're up all night with a baby, which is worse? I don't, I mean, they're both hard, but pregnancy is different because we don't actually get to rest because even when we are sleeping, our body is still working hard. (laughs) Like, so our rest is different. And then it's not like we can just shoot up some caffeine real quick and get an energy boost it's, it's hard, but I know my newborn moms out there listen, like you are the real MVPs because interrupted sleep is the worst. So I see you too. Okay. So first trimester fatigue, it's been hard early bedtime. I have been going to sleep some nights before the girls because I'm like, Justin, I can't, I cannot, 
I'm going to bed. I'll be like, girls, put your pajamas on. And they're like, why? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to bed. So I'll just be in here. Good night. And just pass right out. Um, I've luckily, fortunately had lots of help between my mom, watching the girls, Justin, um, uh, just really stepping up and just being super hands-on, not only with the girls, but with me. I'm like, babe, get me some crackers. I need a ginger ale. Like so many things. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Um, I- I've been doing a lot of laying around. Like I'll get up in the morning and do my morning routine. And then at 9 a.m., I am on the couch. I'm like, I got to lay back down. Exhausted. I do, like I mentioned earlier, my morning workouts, I do think it's hard to say like, oh, they give, they really aren't like giving me a boost of energy, but I do feel better on the days when I exercise. So Fit Pregnancy Program, I'll link it below. We added new workouts. More are coming. I'm working on them. I'm filming them. creating them, designing them, and restructuring that program. So if you want to get in on the workouts that I'm going to be doing too, we can do them together. I will link Fit Pregnancy Program below. Okay, a few other symptoms that I'm not going to like get super into, but smell. My sense of smell, I have spidey senses. It's, Justin needs to change his deodorant immediately. I was like, what are you wearing? This is nasty. You can't wear that anymore, babe. And some of your shirts, they you, you just got to get rid of them because they have the deodorant smell. Mm-mm. Certain foods. I hate garlic when I'm pregnant. Oh, just the worst. Um, the smell of trash, you know, just like anything that smells bad normally, it smells like really bad now. And things that smell good smell really good. <laughs> okay. Kind of circling back to the nausea, I've had uh, the gag reflex, you guys. What the heck? Why? 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 I literally one day I leaned forward. I was trying to get a ginger ale because I was nauseous. Just the act of leaning forward, mm -mm. I dry heaved and then it turned into, yep, mm -hmm. I'm not even going to get into it, but it's rough. It is not (laughs) do you feel me okay sore boobs that happened they came they saw they conquered (laughs) that i'm feeling them right now like yeah what why you know what the funniest part is i don't remember it being this bad with blake and with rosie i remember ayla's pregnancy was so hard And maybe it has something to do – I don't know if it's like my memory of it. Like it's been over three years since I've been pregnant. It's been over three years. It's been – we're going on four since I got pregnant with Blake. Wow. That's crazy to think about. Is that – yeah. Like my – I haven't had a first trimester in almost four years. So part of me is like, is it my memory? It really was this bad and I just like kind of let that stuff go. And now that I'm feeling it again, it just feels new. Or could it be because when I had my pregnancies pretty close back to back, my body was like in the groove and now it's like hitting me like a shock again, like it did with Ayla my first time around. I don't know. Anyways, boobs are sore. I don't think they're any bigger, but I just feel like pudgy all around. (laughs) Do you know 
what I'm talking about? It's like you feel bloated and when you're still in that stage of like nobody knows and you have to like kind of conceal it and you're overthinking it and you're like it's on your mind all the time and you're just worried that someone's going to look at your belly and be like, is she pregnant? (laughs) And they might not be at all, but we're just hyper aware of it. So pregnancy brain is here. Yep. It's fine. It's fine. I've accepted it. I've had some like weird skin issues, just like not acne, but I can feel like little bumps under my skin on my face. What is that? This is new. Um, A couple like zits here and there. So that's cute. I'm like, okay, we can move on from that. Um, And this isn't really a symptom, but I mentioned like when things smell good, they smell really good. Same thing with food and drinks. If I am craving something and I have it, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. And I love that for pregnant women, just being able to have that thing that you are craving and it just, oh my gosh, hit the spot. Hit the spot so good every time. My iced tea. I literally get so hyped to drink iced tea because I'm like, oh, this is going to be so good. It's going to be so refreshing. I love iced tea. I'm doing a happy dance every time I take a sip and every time I'm like brewing it and just, oh, the amount of happiness good food and good drinks brings us. I, I want to keep that after I'm pregnant. Like, can we keep this going postpartum? Like food normally doesn't excite me that much. It really doesn't, honestly. But right now, we're raising the roof for some iced tea and popsicles. Mm, give me a frozen pop. Give me some watermelon. Like, <laughs> okay. So some other updates that have been going on in my first trimester, I got sick. I had this crazy virus. My doctor thought I had the flu. She tested me. She's like, I really think you have the flu. I don't think we got a good swap. And I was like, great. But I was sick for week seven of my pregnancy. And it's funny because after I announced like I was pregnant, people were like, oh, I knew you weren't sick. And I was like, I literally was though. I could not breathe and I couldn't take any medication for it. Basically, I could only take like the homeopathic, you know, remedies. And by the time, like when you're sick, doesn't it seem like you never have on hand the one thing you need? So by the time I got the things I needed, it was, it was kind of clearing up and it was such a pain. But I will say, when I started getting a cold, I had a cough. I was nasally so congested. My ears were popping. My head, you, if you listen to that episode when I was sick, I'm sorry. I sound terrible in that episode. <laughs> and I was just so sick. But when those, when I had my like flu-like symptoms, I had a fever. I had chills. I, it was terrible. But my pregnancy symptoms subsided. I wasn't as nauseous. I I was still tired. Basically, the nausea went away. And then since I couldn't smell anything, I wasn't super sensitive to smell. So I was like, hmm, this is weird. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I'd prefer to be sick over have pregnancy symptoms because it was it both were terrible. Both did not feel good. So, anyways, I was sick. It lasted way too long. I was so frustrated with how I felt. But as soon as I could breathe clearly again, nauseous. Oh, gosh darn. Um, (laughs) I had two ultrasounds my first trimester so far. 
So the first one was when I found out I was pregnant and they were like, let's get a date on you or let's get some measurements in. I thought I was seven weeks. I walk into the office. We're under doing the probe thingy. They're like, no, 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 you are not seven weeks. You hmm, maybe five measuring right under five weeks. I'm like, great. Which that was hard for me to hear because I was already having all these symptoms and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have another seven weeks of this. I thought I was like, you know, past the halfway point in the first trimester. No, I felt like it was a setback. But you know what? I had to keep reminding myself that the symptoms are really good signs. The baby is growing. It's working. It's working. It's working. It's like we are progressing. We are healthy. Even though you feel terrible, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a sign that the baby is doing what the baby's supposed to do. Your body's doing what your body's supposed to do. It's just, it's just part of the process. Okay, so I had a second ultrasound a week later just to make sure that the baby was growing. I honestly, though, was really nervous that whole week because when I was seven weeks, I just felt more, or in my head when I was seven weeks, when I thought I was seven weeks, I felt confident that this baby is here to stay. And then when we went back to five weeks and you could like barely see the baby on the monitor, I was like very scared of a miscarriage. And I also think I was scared because when I had a miscarriage years ago, the baby had stopped growing around the six, seven, six, seven week mark. So I hadn't even reached that point yet. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was, it was hard. I had to just not think about it and just move forward one day at a time. And then when we went back into the next ultrasound and they were like, you're six weeks, the baby's growing great. This is an awesome heart rate. Things are looking good. It felt better. And every week, every day that goes by, I feel better. So I did have a little bit of a scare. Not that like there was anything to worry about. I just started overthinking. So it's hard. It is hard. Uh, and normally like I don't ever get those like, or okay, that's after I had a miscarriage, I had wrote, I had pregnancy with Rosie and I never worried. It was, it was weird. Like I never had that fear. Same thing with Blake. I never really feared it because people are like, oh, were you scared after you had a miscarriage? Like, were you nervous your whole pregnancy? No, I, I wasn't. I really wasn't. But this time I was nervous. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I want to cry. But like, I don't have a reason to. And like, oh, it is so hard. And I can't imagine, like, it really comes down to faith. I wish there was more that I could say on that. But I really do just believe that your worries start to lift off of you when you just believe that everything's going to be fine. Or you just put your trust in God, you surrender and you just say like, this isn't up to me. Like there's nothing I can do. So we are just going to have faith. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So I still have to make like a first appointment, like a doctor's appointment with my care team who I haven't even met yet because I've never been pregnant in Florida and I'm really scared, but I'm going to try a midwife a birthing center. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm scared. 
Like I know I could do it, but it's just so different than what I've done in the past. And we're, we're going to, you know, explore that route, which I'm, I'm just excited about it. Okay. Um, some other things that have been on my mind, where's the baby going to sleep? <laughs> I know like the first few weeks they're in the room or maybe months, depending on the family. But what is our setup going to be like now adding a baby in this house? I have an idea in my head. I want to move Ayla in with Rosie and Blake. That's going to be a triple bunk girl's room. So cute. We'll redecorate, blah, 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 like wallpaper, rug, the bunk beds, new bedding, cute, 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 girl, girl, girl. And I've my family and like friends have been like, I think you need a bigger house. What the heck? No, we do not. <laughs> I grew up, I never, I didn't have my own room until... My family, we we lived in, you know, an average size house. I always shared a room until my parents moved eventually, and then I had my own room. But I just believe, like, kids, if they don't know there's another option, but they do now because Ayla's had her own room for two years. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like bedrooms are for sleeping. They really don't play in there that much. The only thing they play with in their rooms is their clothes, and they st- Drip apart their closets and make a mess. Sorry, it really frustrates me. I like laundry is my least favorite chore, and here we are having to do more of it because it's all over the floor. <laughs> Anyways, um, the girls are just so entertained. Now they're in school. We've got the pool. We've got you know their favorite movies. They hang out on the couch. They're playing with their toys in the living room, and they're upstairs. They're outside. They're they're barely ever in their bedroom. So. I'm thinking that's an option. We also have a spare guest room that we haven't really talked about using, but we could, but then we wouldn't have a guest room or like anytime a guest comes and stays with us, we'd have to kick Ayla. Like I'm thinking we move Ayla into that room, but then if someone comes and stays, it's like, oh, Ayla, like grab your stuff. We got to let, you know, grandma and grandpa sleep there or whoever's coming. And you, you know, we have a lot of visitors. And that was something when we moved, we said we always wanted to have the space to host our friends and family because we want people to come and visit us. We don't want to be like, come and visit us. Oh, we don't have any room for you, but you could find a hotel. Like, no, you can come and stay with us. So we're, we're definitely going to have some decisions to make coming up about that. I've had to buy new clothes because like I said, that overall pudgy feeling, mm-hmm, nothing feels comfortable. All of my clothes are the worst. And e- even like stretchy pants, not on my belly, not happening over here. Nope. That triggers my nausea so fast. I do not want anything touching me. I feel, nope, don't touch me. I don't want, I want loose. I want baggy. I don't even want a waistband. I just, I'm, I'm wearing rompers. These like overall, the free people dupes, living in them. I order, I have three now. I want dresses and also like everything I have in my closet. I'm like, these dresses don't work. Like this one, I I just need casual chill dresses that I can just throw on and not, and feel cute. Number one, look cute, not feel constricted. So we we're wearing some rompers. I'm going to link this one. It's pink. I also got a blue, which is funny because I realized it after <laughs> I put this pink one on and I'm like, oh great. Everyone's going to be like, it's a girl, you wear pink. But first I ordered a blue one, like a baby blue, like turquoisey light blue. It's really cute. I don't have anything else that color. So we've got pink, we got a blue. 
what's it going to be? Are we finding out the gender? I, I keep saying like, yes, absolutely. But now I'm like, wait, do I want to know? Do I want to know? I don't know. Oh my gosh. I will say though, I had a psychic tell me I was going to have a boy in 2018. Right after I had Rosie, I, I literally had a two week old and I, <laughs> why was I on the phone with psychic? Well, honestly, it was because I was about to quit my teaching job and I just like wanted someone to talk to and like, and it wasn't just like a stranger. Like I had friends and family who had used this woman. So I called her up. Lady Irene was her name and she, everything she had said on that call came true. She said I was going to move to a beautiful house with a big white kitchen that looks like it's from a magazine and that is the kitchen that I have now and cook my breakfast in every morning. She said I was going to quit my teaching job and I was going to have this other business. She said, um, oh my gosh, just like literally everything she said came true except for the boy part. So when I got pregnant with Blake, I was like, it's a boy. <laughs> Lady Irene told me I was having a boy. So <laughs> I don't know if you remember that that gender announcement when I found out it was a girl, I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> like Lady Irene told me I was having a boy. Like legit shock. I was like, no. Like I just knew it was a boy. So then when I found out it wasn't, I was like, so I'm like, listen, I was told it was a boy. <laughs> she was wrong once, but maybe it's because she knew this was going to happen. Um, it's been really hard to, you know, hide this pregnancy, obviously just have to show up on my phone and pretend that I'm not suffering from extreme exhaustion and nausea and hiding these bands that I have to wear like every day. They don't, I got to get like a nude color, like a skin tone. Cause this Royal blue doesn't look bad with the pink today, but it's not really a fashion statement. <laughs> so it's, it's so nice knowing that I can talk to you openly about it now. I don't have to hide anything. I don't have to pretend. Like, I hate that. And the thing is, you know, pre-pregnancy or like within any other time I would show up on my Instagram. If I felt tired, I'm going to say like, I feel really tired today. Or literally everything. Like, I, tr I want – there's not many things that I want to hide or need to hide for any reason. So it was hard. It is hard, like – putting on this facade almost. Ooh, but we're done with that. Everyone knows now. TikTok knows. I put podcast today. It's all, I sent it to my email. I told everybody, we are shouting it from the rooftops that I am pregnant. Baby number four, which still feels weird coming out of my mouth. <laughs> all right. Thank you for sharing in this excitement with me. Ooh, first trimester. We are still in it here. We are still in it. Um, but as long as it's been, it has also gone by really, really fast. And that scares me a little bit because I don't want this pregnancy to go by fast. I just want to be able to be here and be present and, oh, just soak it all in. I mean, the nausea, that can go away, but everything else. All right. Thank you for sticking around and being here at Listening In. If this was your first episode, Hey, I hope you're pregnant too. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're just listening to follow along. Either way, it's totally fine. I'm happy to have you. Thank you for giving me a listen. Don't forget to rate and review, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.